Erica Lee. Erica's a journalist and a reporter for News 9, a writer for 1.37 p.m. and the Business Insider from OKC. They stole our basketball team here in Seattle, but that's okay. So Erica, stoked to have you on the show. Hi, guys. It's really great to be here. Hey, are you interested in marketing, community building, NFTs and crypto, social media, and the metaverse? It's all moving fast and it's easy to be overwhelmed. No one knows the future and no one knows exactly what the intersection of these things will look like. My name is Mark Robinson and I do my best to break it down as we connect with leaders in the space and figure it out together. Thanks for listening as we laugh, learn, and lean into the future of digital marketing. Maybe share your story a little bit, Erica, from being a journalist and then diving into the world of Web3 and NFTs. How did that all happen? It's a really interesting story because I didn't know that I would be so into it when I first started. But basically, I have a friend who is also a journalist. His name is Andrew Wang, and he was very involved in the community of Cool Cats. And that was the first project I had exposure to. And when I saw him posting about it a lot on Twitter, about how it changed his life, about how he loves the community and the friends he made, I was really curious. I was I texted him and I asked, oh, what is this? What is what is this NFT thing? And he told me, and I became really curious as well. And when I was looking at projects, I thought maybe these are too expensive for me. Maybe, maybe this is something I should just monitor for a while. And then um, I joined the World of Women Discord because at that time, that was the only female-led project a female-centered project that I knew of at that mm-hmm. time before all the other ones started popping up. And I really liked the mission. And so I was in the Discord and they were having a contest about, you know, nominating a woman that really inspires you and sharing that on Twitter. And I, I wrote something about my mom and I ended up winning that contest. So I, I ended up winning a free World of Women. No way. And at that time, it wasn't worth as much as it is now, but that was crazy. And that was the very first NFT that I ever got. And that's how I became embedded into the community because as a holder, then you, you, you open up your world to so many other things going on. And then that's when I was like, oh, wow, this is really, really legit. This is amazing. This one community can change your life. And so then I started to buy more Um, different NFTs and started getting into those communities. And then I just really got sucked in and then started getting more curious. And every day I would just read, read, read about it, spend hours and hours on Twitter and Discord. And (laughs) here I am. Yeah. So getting a free world of women that worked out well. That's amazing. Yeah, it it was amazing. But there there was was truly a time where they weren't taking off in the beginning. And I was just thankful to just be part of the community and it wasn't thinking about the price that or the money that it can make right it it was just truly about the mission yeah love that i had a friend at nftla last week who is he's saying that he thinks world of women could flip board apes so i don't know if that's gonna happen that was his prediction but anyways that's a cool project to be a part of cool mission so yeah yeah and they just uh came out with the world of women galaxy yeah that was really crazy. The Dutch auction, mm-hmm. everyone just, it, it just sold out so quickly as well. So I'm, I'm glad that it's getting the popularity that it is. Yeah. hundred percent. 
So you alluded to the fact that it can be kind of a rabbit hole where you spend hours on Twitter and Discord and just keep reading and learning more. You Is it the community? Is it money? Like what drives you? What keeps you going? Why are you so excited about the space and investing so much energy into it? Yeah, I, I truly think it is community. At first, when I joined, I wasn't really thinking about making money at all. In fact, with all these flips and everything, I... I, I did make money, yes, I but I also lost money as well. And even when I lost money, I was just thinking about the friendships that I've made and the connections I've made and the experiences that I've had. And those are so invaluable as well. When I went to NFT NYC um, last year, there's one coming up now in the summer, but the one I went to last year, I had so much fun and I, I got to meet all of my friends that I made on Twitter in real life. And it just made me so happy. I felt like I had connections with these people that were stronger than people that I have known for years in real life as well. And so that's really something that can't be replaced. And through, you know, NFTs, I was able to become a freelance writer for 1.37 p.m. and help them host spaces. Um, and as well as becoming uh, the social media manager for Little Lemon Friends, this uh, the NFT project. And so because of that, that just really... Um, you know, made me more and more embedded in the community. And for those who are wondering, you know, why, wh why do you want to do that just to make friends? You can make friends anywhere. It's just a sort of connection that you can't really have anywhere else and a sort of support that I never felt from any other community and group that I've been a part of. So... It is a really cool community and even people that I've been friends with in my life that I've been able to reconnect with in a unique way. There was an event a month ago in LA that I ran into a friend and he and I worked together at Fifth Third Bank about 12 years before and hadn't seen him since other than I saw he changed his profile picture to a clone X. And then I ran into him randomly in LA at some NFT event. And then another good friend I ran into last week that I hadn't seen in maybe six or seven years but it's people that are forward thinking that are entrepreneurial a little bit, I would say, in some ways, depending on what community you're part of, a lot of different communities, but then kind of artsy and creative, right? Like, I guess, what would you say about the NFT community is most exciting to you or what what makes a for a good community? What draws you in about the, the NFT community? Yeah. Also, that's so awesome that you were able to connect <laughs> with those people that you haven't yeah. seen in time i have a really similar story there's someone that i met in australia through my friend and we we connected after but we never really talked that much after and then i saw an nft project that was pretty cool and i followed them and it turns out that she was she was in charge of the whole thing but she just wasn't doxxed and so i was like oh my god that's you <laughs> and that's crazy so you just never know and so cool. <laughs> for for what you said, it's definitely an artistic, forward-thinking, inclusive person because when you're early, people are always going to doubt the longevity of NFTs. They're like, oh, what is this? This is probably just a hype or this is a scam or this is just something that won't exist in a few years, this is just a cash grab, stuff like that. There's just so many things that people say about NFTs. And so for the people that are really, really into it, I found that they have creativity, they have open-mindedness as well, which makes them so much easier to get along with. 
And definitely what you said, they're innovative because it's not just PFPs. It's not just, yes, art is amazing, but the the projects that are really, really taking off, they're, they're providing so much utility for the owners and holders as well. So it, it's not just, yes, it is kumbaya ha we have a lot of friends we, we 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 collect art we love art but it's also wow we're we're trying new things in this space and we're we're, we're changing we're changing the world you know so love it so you you mentioned that you're now doing social media for little lemon friends and i think you've been involved in some capacity in boss beauties and people punks and other projects before that too yes what are you yes. So I guess from a marketing perspective, running social media, Twitter is driving a lot of what's happening, obviously, in the NFT space. And social yes. media is just a huge part of that. So what are you seeing? What are you learning? What has been effective from a marketing standpoint and like a community building standpoint when you think about social media and NFTs? I think it just makes the biggest difference, especially on Twitter. I know that NFTs do have a presence on Instagram, but it's just not as big on Twitter. It's not as big as it is on Twitter, especially with Twitter spaces. The Twitter spaces can just make such a huge difference in the popularity and longevity of a project. And so um, when I joined Little Lemon Friends, I was already a holder for a while. I I, I bought Little Lemon Friends when I was, um, hmm, it was like around December. So I was already part of it and I really loved the community and I loved all the friends that I made, which is why I decided, oh, I, I want to do socials for them and I want to um, help with marketing and I want to help with collaborations. And so even though I, I do social media for them, I feel like everyone on the team wears a lot of hats and they help out in a lot of different ways. And, and, and just to answer your question for how you can use social media as marketing for a project it's just it's just crazy the amount of visibility that twitter gives you the amount of opportunities and so if you're active especially as a team member as a founder um, and you're consistent on twitter then that can make such a huge difference especially for example our project we have um, a morning show called the morning squeeze and it's at the same time every morning and it's been like that for months and that so many people who don't have nfts or who never heard of little lemons they see that show going on they go on there and they love the people that they met and you know maybe they might not want to buy it the very first time they listen but then they come every day and then they they see that even if they don't have the nft people are so nice to them then it, it just really made the difference I, I i i can't even count how many people join the lemon community because they just were on that spaces that morning spaces and they were just like wow we really like that and it's not it's not really on purpose it's it's just kind of it is marketing and it is you know visibility but it's definitely not fake it's very authentic so right what would you say makes for effective spaces like do you have an agenda going into it do you have it set up as a collaboration with another project or an individual or what makes a space work well? That's a really good question. Like I said, consistency is really important, but also providing something new every time you have your spaces, like some alpha or for example, um, on our spaces, a lot of times we give out whitelist giveaways, um, allow list. I like calling mm -hmm. that more. It's more inclusive. We have allow list giveaways and we just give out things. For example, we were, 
um, we were partnering with someone that was part of the Lemon community, but he makes canvases. And so he said that he would, he donated two canvases in which he would make, he would frame someone's NFT and he would give that away for people who are just listening. And so because of that, you're able to do physical and digital rewards for just being part of the community and just for just for fun yeah that's really cool yeah we've i've done i've done some twitter spaces and done some that were effective and some that were not in terms of just having a lot of people join or hardly any people join and so um if you don't have like if you're just starting out and you don't have a big existing community how do you initially get traction with the spaces? Is that partnering with another community or an individual that already has an established community or an audience? Or Yes, yes. Okay. That's something that I forgot to mention. I think that establishing um, or having a partnership with another community would really help. Then it's like, well, that community already has the credibility. So if I was like hosting a spaces with Boss Beauties or something, maybe if they don't know me, Boss Beauties can join as well. So that's actually something that I did a spaces um, this week with Tinder and Tinder, their strategy for entering the Web3 world was to partner with Vayner NFT and other NFT influencers like Sarah Bauman from Women and Weapons because there has been a lot of negativity with IRL brands entering the Web3 space. And so that's actually something like you brought up, having that partnership, building that credibility. So they didn't launch any crazy NFT collection. They basically just had a spaces as Tinder with a bunch of NFT artists that are already established in the space. And they're like, hey, you know, we are a big company um, in real life, but we really want to listen and we really want to understand how this community and how this all works before we jump in and I think that really resonated with some people that were skeptical about brands entering the space because they're like why well why now why do you want to do that do you just want to make money and so yes Mm -hmm. the partnerships are really awesome and you know for what you just said it's hard to build a community sometimes people don't have the connections and and they then they still want to build community and I've, I've seen so many people who are able to do that as well. So it's not just like, oh, you have to partner with this really big project or this big founder. Sometimes you can just start a space. You can be the only one in it. You can have a title that is something that you want to talk about. And you just talk and you have people come in and you just go on and on and for hours. It doesn't have to be hours, but you will have maybe one or two people that join. And maybe those people can be your friends and then you guys can start hosting basis together as well. And if it's consistent, people will see, oh, hey, I saw that yesterday. I saw that last week. And if you, you, you brand it in a way that's, oh, this is my show. This is my, this is my space that I do every Wednesday or every Monday, then people will start to notice that it's, it's something that's very credible. And um, then more people will come, but it, it, yes, the partnerships are great. Yes. The alpha is great. Yes. The whitelist is great, but it, it, you don't have to have that if that makes sense. I think something you mentioned a number of times is consistency and totally agree. I think consistency leads to credibility, you said, and that is so true, right? It's easy to do a one space, one or two spaces and say, oh, that worked or that didn't work. But if you're doing it consistently, it grows and picks up traction. And yeah, I think that's, that's super key. Yeah. I remember, I think I saw you in a spaces with, was it JR? 
or was it someone else? It was someone that was had ha- they had the marketing book, and okay. they were selling it for a certain amount, and that was just kind of like I was just jumping into that. I didn't know any mm-hmm. of anyone in that space, and then I saw that you were in it. Sometimes when you go in a space and you're yeah. like, "Oh, my friend's in it. Why not?" Yeah, and then totally. you just end up there for hours, and then this is crazy. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've I've done the same thing where you jump in and you see somebody else is there and okay, well, it's got to be, there must be something good here. And then, yeah, you end up sticking around for a while. So that's cool. Have you, is there anything that's surprised you that has not worked well when you're looking at what you're doing on social media, whether it's Twitter spaces or Twitter or Instagram, where something that you have tried and experimented with that maybe did not work or, or any red flags maybe in terms of like, these are things that to avoid when looking at social media and marketing? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think when you're sharing information as a project or as someone who is into NFTs, people really like the bite-sized information. And so whether it's the thread and you have like the key bullet points or you have a graphic that just conveys what you want to say all at once, I found that it was really ineffective when you have a lot of links um, for a project that I've been part of, I don't, I don't want to say which one, but, uh, we had a, we had a launch for something that we were doing and a lot of people didn't know how it would work. And so we were like, well, here's more information, click this link. And then that link you go to the discord and then in the discord, there's like a medium article that explains everything. And some people are like, well, yeah, it was in the medium article, but no one has either the attention span or the time or it it doesn't show up as much on your feed for people to be like, okay, well, let me try to understand this. If they just see that it's something that is really not what they were looking for, they they won't even try. And so we, we had this sort of launch within the project and not a lot of people were very, very well, they were into it, but they weren't as excited as we excited as we thought they would be because of the way that we communicated it. The way that we communicated communicated it could have been way better, and it didn't have to be so complicated. It could have just been this, 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 and just having all those obstacles for people to go through made it a lot harder. Makes sense. I think, especially in this space with. NFTs, Web3, Metaverse, a concept that so many people do not understand and are trying to wrap their head around that the simpler you can make it, and that's a lot of our job as marketers, is how do you take something that people are trying to figure out and communicate it in a way where people can actually wrap their heads around it, especially if you're looking to attract people that are not already in the existing NFT crypto native space. Yeah. And something that I found is that a lot of people aren't that active on discord there are people who are really really active on discords that are part of nft projects but if you give all your news only on discord there will be a lot of things that will be lost in translation um we had a meetup with the lemons for a party that called jpeg party last weekend and we were giving out free lemon popcorn for people who were holders And this was something that we had been teasing for a very, very long time. And there were so many people who actually hold lemons. They were like, what is this? And we were like, we were talking about it a lot on the Discord. And so that's why you're like, oh, wow. So a lot of information is lost because you don't know what everyone's schedule is. You don't know how many Discord channels they're in or how many accounts they follow on social media. So being able to convey your message quickly and um, consistently and in a way that's 
I, I know it sounds like, oh, wow, it's like it has to be sensational. It doesn't have to be sensational, but it just has to be conveyed in a way where people don't miss it. So Right. I think that is super true because I'm a great example of that. I do not spend a whole lot of time in Discord. I'm in a ton of Discords, but if it's on Twitter, there's a good chance I'll see it. If it's in Discord, there's about a 95% chance that I will not see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Because it's just it's just a lot. It's really overwhelming. Right. And and you're already on Twitter, just part of your everyday routine. So it, it's just so much easier. So Right. I think it's really interesting when you brought up how Tinder is looking to enter the space. And yeah. they before they launched a project, they invited a bunch of artists and influencers and people in the existing community to listen. Because it is really fascinating to me to see how the community responds to different projects. One influencer will get in the space and people see it as a cash grab and, oh, you're just getting in here to make a bunch of money and take advantage of the community. And then another person will get in and people love it and are so excited and so supportive. And so, yeah, I think it's it's been interesting to just watch how people respond to in real life or existing bigger brands and companies or influencers enter the space and just watch how people respond. Super fascinating to me. Yeah, it's extremely fascinating. For example, people like Steve Aoki or Logan Paul or influencers like banks, people already know that they've been collectors. He, they have their wallets visible on all their social media platforms. You can go on their open scene. You can see that they have thousands of NFTs and they're actually really, really embedded in the community. So if they launched a collection or when they did like Aokiverse or mm -hmm. um, CryptoZoo or whatever, then you're like, oh, cool, for sure. He knows what it's about. But if it's someone else, and I'm not going to name any specific influencers, but there have been a lot that were never involved, and then they just dropped something. And then after, they provided no utility and no people were active on their <laughs> Discord or any on, uh, on their accounts. And then some even deleted. <laughs> They're just Anyways, but it's just like the point is like, well, then, yeah, yeah, you are a famous influencer. Yeah, you are a celebrity and you you will be able to sell based on, you know, your very devoted following. But it doesn't mean that your project will last and the people who are really into NFTs, you won't be able to get their respect as well. Totally. And I think that is it's a good caution for somebody who maybe has an audience <laughs> that is interested in getting in the space. Even if you sell out a project, that's not an indicator of a successful project entirely, right? Because if you have a million followers on Instagram, you might be able to get a thousand or five, 10,000 people to buy it. But if you are not embedded in the space, don't understand it, you're not prepared to manage the community and like have a different kind of community and the project goes south, then that damages those relationships with some of your closest people in your community, right? Versus it being a positive thing that, you know, is building up or a way to invest into them and add value to them. So yeah, and it's really sad because it's really hard to go back from that when you've mm -hmm. lost the trust of your fans. But people that have done it well, it is a way where there's a another point of connection. You are even closer with your audience or it turns your audience into a community. And so, yeah, a fine line. It's There's an art to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. What have you <laughs> noticed from, you know, just observing that? What, what, what works? Yeah, I think people that... I mean, people that see it as, oh, I've got a big audience. I could launch an NFT project and make money. And if that's the primary driver, then that typically goes south, right? But if it's, hey, how can I, like, I really want to build more deeper relationships with my community. And this is a way to be able to connect on a deeper level with them. 
And so I think, I think part of it is the intention or the motivation behind it. I don't think that's enough always also having the ability to actually execute and follow through and uh, deliver is key. And that's why I think some projects like a Gary Vaynerchuk, he's got a big brand and he's an influencer, obviously, and super influential in the space, but he's also somebody that knows how to build companies and he knows how to deliver. And so people trust that if he says he's going to do something, he actually has the know-how to follow through and create whatever he says is, is coming down the pipe, right? Versus somebody else that maybe is an influencer and has a community around whatever it might be that they've built their brand on. But if they don't know how to build companies and actually build something sustainable, then hopefully they have a team around them that can actually build a sustainable company or it's a little bit of a gamble. Yeah, when he first launched VFriends, a lot of people were skeptical. They were like, oh, it's just poorly drawn animals. Mm -hmm. But Gary managed to create this incredible community and provide insane, insane, insane utility for people who hold it. Just the amount that people have gotten in return for holding one of those, you're just like, oh yeah, I should have gotten one. You know, you know, because <laughs> yes. like now it's like, I don't know, like 30K for one at the lowest. So of mm -hmm. course, if you're a normal person, you're like, nah, but I'll wait for V2, you know, so. Right. Yeah. And now it's even, it's even hard to get a V2. I think it's interesting his whole book games concept. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I actually, I bought a lot of copies of his book nice. and they're all sitting in my apartment just so I could get the, 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 the book game token. Nice. That's awesome. Do you have it too? I don't know. I'm thinking about it because I know it's, I want to say it's $1,300 or something to get one book game token or however it works. And then you have a 28% chance with a token of getting a V2 V friend or at least being able to get it. And then you still buy the V friend. But so I don't know, I'm on the fence. I want to do it, but it's a gamble. Yeah, I when I bought it, he didn't even announce that he was doing V2. He just said, trust me, it'll be worth it. And you, and if someone says that, it's always hard to trust, except he has a really good track record. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, okay, for sure. I miss V friends. I'll just buy these books because <laughs> I want to read this book anyway and I can just give them out to friends and then I know that I will, you know, have something out of this and buying all those books, it costs probably like 400 to $500. But if you think about how much one book game token is worth now, I'm already making more off of my investment and that isn't even including the holder benefits. So if I were to sell one token that I got, I would be making you know, a thousand or a couple hundred. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That age aged well for you. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Cause I really want to be friend. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of different, different strategies. If you have five of the same frame, you could burn it for something else. It's uh, it, it, it is a strategy. And plus he says that you know, they're played forever. So down the line, even if there isn't a V2, uh, even if you don't get a V2, I'm sure there's other drops and other benefits that you will have for holding it. And the, the floor price will probably go up too. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think Gary V keeps, has his community's best interest in mind. So he's not going to have people spend thousands of dollars and get nothing for it. I trust him. So that's, that's yes, my belief at I least. Agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I hope I, I, I genuinely believe that as well. Yeah. Awesome. 
Is there anything else we should talk about? Anything you're super excited or anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up today? Oh, wow. We're already wrapping up. It was such a great conversation that <laughs> all this time has passed. I didn't even notice. Um, if you're going to VCon, I will be there. I will be working there. I will be really excited. And I am heading towards my path to doing full-time Web3. And so stay tuned for that. Amazing. Yeah. It was a great talk. If you have anything else you want to talk about, you can always DM me. You can follow me on socials. My Twitter is at Erica Lee TV, E-R-I-K-A-L-E-E TV. And yeah. Love it. And I will link that in the show notes so people can find you, give you a follow and stay in touch. Check out Little Lemon Friends and all of the things and hopefully see you at VCon too. So thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Thanks for coming on. Really enjoyed the conversation.